Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. It's always game day in Buffalo, Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. All right, first report of the week for the Bills, injury report. We told you Von Miller, vet rest day, he's on the injury report, does not practice. There are seven other players on the report. That's the bad news. The good news is all full participants. Nobody on the active roster is dealing with an injury that might sideline them for this game. Now, of course, the Bills are banged up with guys who are on IR, like Tredavious White, Matt Milano, and Daquan Jones. But Mm -hmm. Dane Jackson has cleared concussion protocol. Great news. Taylor Rapp, full participant after the neck injury. Great news. And on top of that, Dawson Knox and Kyrie Elam both had their 21-day practice windows open. What that means, everybody, Mm -hmm. is they can start practicing. They did on Wednesday. The Bills now have 21 days, so December 6th, count 21 days, that's December 27th, for them to be placed on the active roster and make a corresponding roster move. Otherwise, if they're not, they are they revert back to IR for the rest of the year. I am not surprised by Dawson Knox. He felt he was ready two weeks ago. The Bills felt he wasn't. They gave him that extra week because of the bye week. Uh-huh. I'm a little surprised by Kyrie Elam, to be honest with you, Matt. I think Kyrie Elam. To me, I thought they were going to maybe shelve him and maybe break glass in case of emergency, which this could be because they do have three weeks to ramp him up if something were to happen to somebody. Kyrie Elam had an interception against Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead last year, by the way. I don't think that he's going to be activated right now just because I think that would be too many corresponding moves. I am operating under the impression that Dawson Knox is going to play in this game. Nobody has said that, but I just kind of get the sense of what we saw at practice, what he said multiple weeks ago, that he felt like he was close. I feel like Dawson is probably going to be on out of the field. But that brings me to what could the corresponding move be? I don't even know. I've been trying to think of like what they could do, and it doesn't seem like there's anything super obvious. What I'm expecting this week is I'm probably expecting Leonard Fournette to get his first crack off the practice squad. I also think Dawson Knox will come back, but to bring Dawson Knox back, you will have to cut somebody. And I, 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 really I have an idea of what it could be. What do you think? I don't be? know if this is the true case, but here's what I think they could do because of what you said, I think is right. They could release Ty Johnson. I think he would clear waivers. They could put him back on the practice squad. And in the meantime, just elevate Leonard Fournette as your third running back. Hmm. Interesting. You don't think he would get claimed? I don't. Ty Johnson, good for Ty Johnson was a free agent for the last seven months before the Bills picked him up at right, you know, during the, the, yeah. the start of the regular season. Yeah, he's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he has, but you'd have to bring him in. You'd have to, he'd have to learn the playbook. 
I mean, if a team wants him that bad, they could also just get Leonard Fournette right now for nothing. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. Um, yeah, I, I think the injury report looks as good as it has really all season because they have been banged up for so much of it. And there's a couple names on there that you go, oh, okay. Like, why is Leonard Leonard Floyd on that list? Well, he's been dealing with a nagging wrist. Why is Josh Allen on there? Well, because he's been dealing with the shoulder injury for weeks now. Honestly, when you look at it in comparison to the Chiefs injury report, the Chiefs injury report looks like the Bills has for the yes. last several weeks, and it's big-name guys. I mean, here, I'll read it to you. They've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 guys on their injury report this week, but the big ones are the ones at the top. Isaiah Pacheco. Let me, let me, stop, yeah, let me, ju- yeah, let me just give, tell everybody on him real quick. I'll give a couple of them. You can give me the name, and I'll tell everybody the latest update on them. Go ahead. Isaiah Pacheco. Shoulder contusion. Uh-huh. Getting it checked, he kind of came into the facility. He was ejected from their last game against the Green Bay Packers. If you watch that, yeah. he had a run where he got bent over. It looked nasty, but it wasn't the ankle or the legs. It's low, wasn't lower body. It's a shoulder contusion. He's getting it checked. I don't know what's a contusion, a bad bruise. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But that doesn't scream to me like he's in danger. But Thursday would be a big day for him. Brian Cook, safety. Yeah, Brian Cook left the last game with the um on a cart. What's the official diagnosis on that? What ankle injury. Ankle to not practice. doesn't look good for him on Wednesday. Uh, Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith is not going to play. Um, Probably according not. to Reed, he 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 went out of the game against Green Bay, and rookie left tackle Wanye Morris came in, played forty six uh-huh. snaps. Prior to that, Matt Wanye Morris had played a grand total of I think it was eight NFL snaps in his career. He will make uh-huh. his first start against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. Starting yeah. left tackle. And the last one is Drew Tranquil, linebacker. Drew Tranquil has yet to clear concussion protocol, so we'll see about him. If he's going – he is not – now, if you don't clear by Thursday and you don't practice, you mm-hmm. might not clear concussion protocol, but he can still practice on Thursday. We've seen that happen. Then he might be trending to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he doesn't practice Thursday, he doesn't clear, I doubt they have him. Nick Bolton, by the way, it looks like he probably will play. I think he's trending in that direction. He was on IR, right? Yeah, but he's coming back with the um, with the wrist injury. So they're pretty banged up, and so are the Bills. Every team is in some capacity for this point of the season. The thing that I keep thinking back to, I think this is, we'll talk more about the matchup in a little bit. I think it's a very winnable game for the Bills. I think that the Chiefs look beatable, more beatable than they have maybe at any point during the Chiefs' reign at the top of the AFC. And there is something to be said about the Bills coming off of a bye week and having the extra rest and the Chiefs coming off a primetime Sunday game where it's just a little less rest and they haven't been coming. They're not coming off of a bye week. So I think when you think of it that way, it's you got to take any small advantage you can and latch onto it. And I think for the Bills, this could be something that becomes more than a small advantage. Yeah, it is a monster game for the Bills and it is for the Chiefs. Look, the Bills have lost four oh, of their last six. The Chiefs have lost three of their last five. They've rotated wins, losses each of their last six games. So this is a really big game for both teams. And I, have you seen the line? The line is down. It was three and a half. It started. It's down to one and a half. I think there's, which scares me by the way, which means there's money going on the Bills. But look, Vegas and the public and the betting and all that view this as a pretty even game, and it is. I. I, I saw somebody tweet out. Who was it? Was it? Uh, I can't. I don't want to say his name. 
say his name wrong. I know it haven't. I tip my tongue. Somebody tweeted out, I don't know what to do with this game. I could see it being really close and either team winning. I could see one team blowing the other team out either way. I agree with that. I, I think all the all the possibilities are on the table. There would be no result in this game, whether it's a close game either team wins or a blowout either team wins. No result where you'd go, wow, that's incredible. No, you'd be like, well, all right. I could see that team doing that. I don't think... Who knows? I mean, the Bills have lost to the Patriots and they've lost to the Jets and they've right. lost to the Broncos. I don't see a world where the Bills get blown out. I just, unless the offense is a disaster, unless the offense reverts back to what they were prior to Joe Brady coming on and Ken Dorsey still being there. But I, I have no reason to believe. I thought about this a lot this week. This will be our fifth time to Arrowhead Stadium in the last calendar, basically two years right because afc championship at the end of 2021 then regular season 2022 playoffs 2022 regular season last year or whatever it is i think i'm I think i'm off one year but they're two and two at this stadium in those last four matchups obviously the two losses are on the two bigger stages in the playoffs but they have proven that they can go into the stadium and then they can win and those teams that they went in and beat are better than the Chiefs. Now, the Bills are better also. Like those Bills teams were better than this Bills team, but I I don't know. I watched the Chiefs play against the Packers on Sunday night football. I've watched them play when they played the Dolphins a couple weeks ago in Germany and then when they played a couple weeks ago against the Eagles. They just don't look the same offensively. And if you then we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But if Pacheco isn't 100%, like that's their kind of get out of jail free card. It's like when things aren't clicking, that guy runs with a purpose and we're going to turn yeah. around and we're going to have, we're going to hand it to Pacheco and he's going to kind of move the chains and he's going to bring the energy. If that guy's not hundred percent or if that guy's not on the field and you've got a backup left tackle in who's making his first career NFL start and you have the receiving core that they have against a now healthy bill secondary for the first time in a while. Other than Trey white, other than Trey white, of course, but, I just look at what they did against the Eagles. That second half was as bad as it could possibly be. They were awful in the second half. But even against the Eagles, they gave up 31 points in regulation. I don't think this version of the Chiefs has nearly as much offensive firepower as the Eagles do. And I think the Bills' offense is a lot closer to being able to go and score that 30 points on a regular basis than they were three or four weeks ago. So I, I feel I felt very confident in the Bills being able to go beat the Eagles. And obviously that did not play out. But I, I feel the same way this week. I I would be I don't want to say I would be surprised if they lose the game because it is still Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but I I absolutely think they can. And maybe even should win this game with your backs against the wall the way they are. I know it's an important game for both of them, but it's not. It's a it's a more important game for the Bills. And basically, if you lose this one, then you got to win out. So good luck. I, I think they know they've got to have it, and I think they're going to be on high alert. And they're coming off a bye. Sean McDermott has never lost uh -huh. coming off a bye. His teams are yep. six and zero. Oh. Uh, uh -huh. They're also very good in December generally. However, Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes. They don't lose two games in a row. <laughs> I don't know what the stat is, but if you go back, they don't lose normally lose two games in a row. They're very good. You're right, though. You hit all the right points. The offense is not the same. You know what the over-under is on this game? Do you know? No. Uh, let me guess. So you said the line is betted. It's bet down to like Chiefs one and a half. Uh-huh. 
my guess would be the over under is 48 and a half. Good guess. 47 and a half. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. So last I think that's year, about right. In this game, week six, 51, 54, <laughs> 54 last year between these two teams, mm. 47 and a half this year. Now, obviously by the time everybody hears this could be wrong by off by a uh, half point or something. But the point is, you're right about these offenses and about that offense specifically. They are not the same offense. If the Chiefs get to the mid-20s, that's a good offensive day for them generally this year. Yeah, The Bills, Bills allow that team to get to 30 points. We're having a much different conversation next week and a serious conversation about what's going on because the Bills should not allow that team to get to 30 points. The only way that happens is turnovers, I think, and complete you know, fall-apart type of mistakes on the Buffalo Bills offensive side and Josh Allen you know, giving the ball away or fumbled handoffs or whatever. In that regard, now I would also tell you though that because they would give their deep, they would give their offense more opportunities. Because if you make their offense kind of have to move and drive, they've kind of shown they they aren't able to do that with the receiving core they have. And like you said, especially if they have a banged up uh, running back in Pacheco and a backup left tackle. But on, on the other side of that, though, Matt is the Chiefs' defense is really good. Now they are banged up. We've just really talked good. about that, but they're only allowing like 17, 18 points a game. Yeah, but you know what they're averaging in their last five? What's that? That's crazy. 19 points a game. That's what they're well, averaging offensively. 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 Yeah. So yeah. look at these last five games. At Broncos, they scored nine points. Dolphins in Germany, they scored 21 points. Seven of those came on a fumble recovery touchdown thingy, I think. Yeah. Uh, at the uh, home against the Eagles, they scored 17 points. On the road against the Raiders, they scored 31. And then on the road against the Packers, they scored 27. So oh, I, this I is know. What I'm saying, though, is scoring on them is tough. Sure. But they're the number two or three scoring defense in the league, meaning like they help hold teams down. You don't score mm-hmm. on them very often. So I guess the overall way I'm trying to look at this is this might be a game where I know it sounds weird, folks. I know you're going to hate, hate, hate me saying this. Everybody listening is going to go, oh, my God, Sal, are you kidding me? You know, old school football. I'm not saying that. I would love Josh Allen to drop back and, you know, sling it all over the place and score 35. Matt, the way to beat this team this year might simply be to play a closer, low-scoring game and play field position and not give them opportunities because they can't move the ball the other way. And if you give them extra opportunities because they have a really good defense, you're going to give Patrick Mahomes short fields. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I hear you. I understand your point, but I think the way the offense has been clicking the last couple weeks, even though there's the bye week in the middle, you can't try and change. I'm not saying change your identity or be something that you're not, but I think you need to have your foot on the gas pedal and you need to be aggressive and you need to take chances. And I think that you've moved the ball and scored points against two other really good defense. I mean, we talked about the Jets defense, the Chiefs defense for as good as it is. Still don't think it's as good as the Jets. And what did the Bills score in that game? Like 31 or 34 points. Same thing against the Eagles. The Eagles defense, even though they were pretty susceptible against the pass, 
it was a monsoon, and the Bills scored 34 points against that defense. So, yeah, like I realize that the Chiefs are good, and I realize that the Cowboys coming up next week, they've all got good defenses. But I think regardless of who's on the other side, now that the Bills offense once again looks like that version of the Bills offense we thought we would see for the entire season, like anything less to me than 27 points would be a disappointment. I mean, if you look at the line, you would say, what's a, wow, what's a game? Wow, less than 27. Disappointment. That's a lot of points. Yeah, that needs, but I don't trust the defense to give up less than 26. That's a basically. different argument, but that's a, that's, a, that's a different argument than what you're expecting from the offense. But part of that is what's holding this team back. Like, we are Sean McDermott still believes that his defense is going to make a big stop in a big moment. And guess what? They can't. So the way that they need to beat teams is not control the clock and to have, you know, a low scoring game where you take off a ton of time. Cause I don't trust that the bills are going to get that stop. So I think they need to be the team that goes out and scores 27 points, 30 points, 33 points, just because they have proven time and time again this year that in those close games, they lose them because at times, their offense has not been good enough, and I'm not saying the offense doesn't deserve the blame, but they had a late lead against the Patriots. They lost. They had a late lead against the Broncos. They lost. They had a late lead against the Eagles, and they lost. So I don't know if I love the idea of a close game with Patrick Mahomes on the other right, side. So Just, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this question, all right? Let's, yeah. let's play a game here. Now, of course, yeah. we don't know the context. All games are created equal. As I like to say, all games have their own DNA, right? Uh-huh. Let's just say, however it happens, Bills lose this game 27 uh-huh. 26. You're going to blame the offense? 27 26? Yeah, they lose 27 26. You think if they get to 26 but lose the game, uh-huh. you think that's more on the offense? Because you said you'd be disappointed if they don't make 20, get 27 points. Um, I don't know if I would say I'd blame the offense, but at the same I'm, time, I'm, I'm, I know- I'm pretty much blaming the defense then because. 26 points is one point less than their average. It is under their average of bills. 27 given up is 10 points more than, well, uh, how do I want to say this? I mean, the Packers just scored 27 on that. 26 points scored by the bills is like nine points higher than what the chiefs normally average giving up. They would totally do that more than any other team has against the chiefs and still lose. And I'd be upset about that. Well, I'm just looking at the teams that have scored points on them, and you look back on that stretch, like the pa- the Packers scored 27 points against them literally last week, and mm-hmm. they're more beat up now than they were then. That's so right. I feel like that should be the bar. I feel like if the Packers can do it, if Jordan Love can do it, you should be able to go do it. I mean, the Raiders, like I don't even know who started Miami the quarterback for the Raiders. Miami? Miami scored 14 yeah, Miami. on the Chiefs. The Eagles scored 21. Miami did score 14, but once again, the context of the game, they had a turnover that was returned for a touchdown that took points off their own board, and then they had a fumble at the end of the game on fourth down while they were also in scoring position. I I also don't think Miami has been able to show that they can beat good teams or great teams. So I don't know how much I want to buy into that Miami game. I just think that I always try and think going into a game, what is the number the Bills need to score? And if they do that, they should win because I believe the offense should be what carries this team. And for me, this week, that number for this game might be about 24. Well, so does Vegas because if the line is one and a half, Vegas thinks it's going to be like Chiefs 25, Bills 23. 
or like basically that's the number because that's 48 points. So if you were to ask Vegas right now, what are your lines projecting? It would be Chiefs 24 and a half, Bills 23. Now, obviously we know you can't get the half. So 25, 23. And that just seems low to me for as good as the Chiefs defense has been this year. We almost have to like mentally trick ourselves because this is the opposite of what the Chiefs have been. It's a really good opportunistic defense with an offense that has an elite quarterback who can make plays surrounded by a bunch of weapons that aren't any good. So it's opposite of what it's been. It's not like, okay, go win a shootout. But I think that still needs to be the mindset because the offense, I think, needs to carry this team. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think um, if this team gives up the 30-plus, then we're certainly going to be saying what's wrong with the defense, and that's unacceptable. Uh, if this offense doesn't score more than 20, I think we're going to have the same thing. So in that same vein, somewhere in the 20s is probably where this game lies, and it's going to be a one-possession game down to the end, and we'll see how it happens. And we all know right now that the Bills are in Sean McDermott, McDermott are under a lot of fire for losing one-score games. So let's yeah. hope that turns around, or it's not a one-score game and the Bills can walk away with a victory a little bit more comfortably. All right. Let me ask you a scenario real quick. Let me ask you a scenario real quick. Based off of everything that we just said, you are, you get to look into the future. Okay. And you get to see up to two minutes left in the game. And then that's where you stop. Would you take right now the bills up 26, 24 with two minutes left and kicking the ball to the chiefs. So a field goal, you lose, but if you stop them, obviously you win. You say, well, Would I take, take what's, that? My other, what's my other option? Do I have another option? I'd rather be no, on the other end of that. Let me tell you that. Uh, I agree. No, I mean, I guess, I guess if you're winning with two minutes left at Arrowhead, I would always take it. I think, I think you just have I, to I get it. You're, I giving have, you're winning with two minutes left at Arrowhead. I think you have to take it, even though I know that they blew that a uh, couple years ago in the playoffs in 13 seconds, uh-huh. but I don't know how you can't take that. If you're telling me I'm going to be up two minutes left at Arrowhead. I should have said 13 seconds. That would have been way too mean though. <laughs> like, I'll give you this scenario. They're up late 13 seconds on the clock. I guess, let me flip it around on you. All right. Yeah. All right. 26, 24. Bills lead kicking to the Chiefs or 26-24 Chiefs lead kicking to the Bills? Which one you want? Kicking to the Bills every day of the week. Right. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's four down territory at that point. I, I know that Josh is prone to making the mistake occasionally, but uh, he is so good. I mean, at so many different times this year. He has led them down the field to take the lead. The defense just has not been able to stop them. I mean, he's done it like four different times. In the game against the Jets, where the offense was a disaster week one, even in that game with like a minute 20 left on the clock, he got them down the field to get them into field goal range, and they made the kick and forced overtime. So, yeah, I would say I I would rather have the ball at the end of the game if that was the the other the the one layer to this too that we have not talked about Tyler Bass has not been good this year not nearly as good as he has been in years past so in that scenario not only do the bills need to move the ball down the field they also need a made kick and i'm a little more concerned about that than i am probably even about the I, offense you know i i hear you you're not wrong i mean he had a great month of september though he was the special teams player of the month but after that he has yeah. been very good i still have faith that Tyler Bass would make that kick I think Tyler Bass would make that money kick when he has to, uh, like he did at the Jets at the end of regulation to get him to overtime. Right? I know it was week one, but 
I, I have faith that he would he would do that. All right, let's uh, let's I want to change it up a little bit and talk about you know a couple of really interesting uh, guys on the Buffalo Bills here uh, in the last segment of it's always game day in Buffalo. 